China has a quarter of the world's Alzheimer's patients. With the country's gray population growing rapidly, the number of patients will likely increase fourfold by 2050. Meet the patients, their families and caregivers, and discover the anxiety, struggle and misconceptions behind one of the biggest problems of an aging society in our documentary, Aging in China, Living with Alzheimer's, on CGTN Radio. For podcast listeners, search The Top Story and find the program on all popular podcast apps on September the 21st, the 30th World Alzheimer's Day. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Young. Good as always to have you join us. On today's show, we take a look at the complex endeavor of preserving the Great Wall of China. What challenges contribute to the mission of safeguarding this historical wonder? And how might we enhance our efforts to protect its invaluable legacy? And marking a significant addition to the UNESCO World Heritage List, we now find ancient tea forests in poor Yunnan province in the limelight. What sets this region apart and makes it exceptional? For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi and Josh Cotterell in the studio. Nice to see you guys in the same room having a discussion because it's always better to have everybody in person, in my opinion. First on today's show. Recently, two individuals have been detained for their involvement in the damage inflict inflicted upon a segment of the Great Wall, an iconic UNESCO World Heritage Site cherished as a symbol of China's historical and cultural significance. New challenges of preservation have emerged, which all make safeguarding this historical marvel a complex endeavor. And just to give you one more line of information here, the Great Wall stretches 13,000 miles over 20,000 kilometers across 15 provinces in China. And this is a fact that not all of us are familiar with. And also that might also sort of um, gives us an idea why it's so difficult to protect it. So Li Yi, take it away. This time, a section of the Great Wall in Shanxi province, central China, has been damaged. What went on. Yes, actually, according to media reports and also the Shanxi Cultural Relics Bureau, two construction workers, one is 38-year-old man and the other is 55-year-old woman, they used the excavator to widen a gap on a section of the number 32 Great Wall in Youyou County, Shuzhou City, Shanxi Province in late August. And of course, the local police found the damage after receiving a report and located the two suspects in a nearby county. And the two people admitted that they have digged a big gap by widening an existing cavity of the Great Wall to actually create a shortcut to their construction site. The two, of course, have been charged with destroying a cultural relic. And this stretch of the Great Wall dates back to the Ming Dynasty, which is about 500 or 600 years ago. And local authorities say the damage was beyond repair. Well, personally, I believe this behavior is truly blameworthy. The news actually 
caused us quite a stir on Weibo with two million views and discussions. Many net users find their actions outrageous. However, I think it's also astonishing. It just makes you wonder how could such incidents happen at the first place? Is it because of a lack of awareness of the importance of protecting and preserving the Great Wall and also cultural relics? I、mm. think it's really high time to discover and discuss about this. Yeah. Well, Josh, what do you think about this? Is it really that sort of a fathomable why somebody would do this? I I think that the reasons are pretty complex. I think that it is quite amazing that somebody wouldn't think about this and think about the possible repercussions. But then again, I think that we have to be very honest and look at the Great Wall as a heritage site. And the reality is that it's actually. Quite difficult to maintain and protect, and this is—I'm not by any means excusing、mm. the actions of these two people, but it really is difficult. And I think one of the reasons for that, one of the reasons that the Great Wall is so amazing, is because it's simply so big, right? It's—it's、yes. it's one of the largest. It's is, I think, or one of the largest cultural heritage sites in the world. It's definitely the longest,、um, and as you mentioned before, Hyang, it measures more than twenty-one thousand. Kilometers, and I, I think that this is something that we have to discuss as well. And it, it seems to be a bit of an ongoing battle, and it's it's so difficult to maintain. So、uh, this is my initial impression as well. I think. Yeah, and also we're not making any excuses for anybody, but for some of these stretches of the Great Wall in the wild,、mm. in. The middle of nowhere sometimes,、yeah. and then because you know as time moves on, and then the wall can sort of shrink, and then to the naked eye, sometimes it's just you can't even tell it's the Great Wall, the famous Great Wall, and、um, so it really points to sort of the reality of the conditions of. All the parts of the Great Wall, which do not always get our attention, and Lee, you've done some research on、um, sort of the general picture of the Great Wall. And let's why don't we start with Shanxi Province? Apparently, it is number three in holding the most kilometers of parts of the Great Wall. Yes, actually, I think for many people out there, even for maybe local residents, they are not really aware of the real distribution of Great Wall because when Speaking of Great Wall, you're thinking about you're going to Great Wall in Beijing, but actually, as you said, the Great Wall actually spans across the northern China, about 15 provinces, autonomous regions, and also cities here in the country. And among them, the section in Shanxi Province accounts for nearly 10% of the total, ranking the third. And after Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region and Hebei Province, and with such abundant resources of the Great Wall that once stretched over 3,000. 500 kilometers, Shanxi actually is known as the classic landmark of the Great Wall of China. And within Shanxi, the Great Wall is actually distributed across eight cities, including Datong, Shuzhou, and Xinzhou. So, and also meantime, I think Shanxi is also known for the city of many ancient buildings and architectures. And I think local authorities are also beginning to use such resources to develop its local tourism. However, I think it's still, you know, for a lot of people, it's really a fact of, you know, they're not really known. You know,、uh, it's really it's really distributed across the whole region, and、yeah. we still need more efforts to protect the Great Wall. And as Josh said, it is 
maybe because the Great Wall has been there for centuries, it's really difficult to provide, you know, comprehensive protection and preservation for this architecture. And meantime, uh, for you know, a ancient architecture that spans a huge, you know, vast region of China, there can be like different climate conditions, different geographical conditions, mm-hmm. plateaus, basins, hills. It's also, you know, comprehensive and challenging for local authorities to provide like a unique and integrated protection measures, I guess. Yeah. The really renowned parts of the Great Wall you would have heard of them, and I will not reiterate them here. But there's also another key to that is while tourists pay uh, for a ticket to get in, and usually it's above 100 yuan or something like that. So I would say kind of expensive. And it goes back to maintaining and uh, just uh, keeping the Great Wall in good shape. But for the sections that we're talking about here, which is actually the majority of the other parts of the Great Wall, um, it's often just left out in the open in the wild. And what do you do about it? Um, Do you think that this is a vital task to take up to protect the whole of the Great Wall when we're talking about what 21,000 kilometers that is no short distance no it's not at all (laughs) i think that it's very difficult and these other areas that you speak of the lesser known areas the more rugged areas they're also susceptible to a whole other load of issues things like rainwash soil erosion um desertification not not only people maybe being unaware or aware that it is the Great Wall. I know I've been hiking many times around Beijing and we've seen objects in the distance and we've for maybe two hours thought, is that the Great Wall? And we've <laughs> just walked to walk, and we think we get closer and we think, I think it is. And then we start going down the mountain and we never know. We never knew yeah. if we saw it or not. But um I, I think that it's it's a real challenge to deal with this. And as you said, Heyang, it's so massive. Should we even be trying to? I think that the attempt should be there. I think that people should definitely consider the importance of cultural heritage sites. I think that's very important. Um, I don't exactly know how to do that, especially with something like the Great Wall. It's it's really difficult. It's really an anomaly when it comes to a, a human-made structure that's a heritage site like that. It's I don't think there's any other structure I can think of in the world that's as complex as that, at least Mm -hmm. geographically. Yeah, it spans over 15 provinces. That's just unthinkable. It's when we do research and we realize, wow, that is how big of a scale the wall um, possesses. And also, you know, when talking about the protection of such, you know, architecture or ancient establishments, there has always been like twofold arguments. On the one hand, people think you should preserve as many pieces, stretches as possible to really to preserve a lively history book to really let the future generations know more about our past, about those, you know, knowledge and traditions from those buildings. But meantime, you can also argue that do we have to allocate all the resources to provide, you know, protection to all the architecture out there? Because you have really limited 
archaeological or research resources. You can't really put every single man to safeguard the architecture. You know, here I just re remember my visiting experience in a small city called Zhengding in Hebei Province, and um, there you can just see a lot of ancient architecture and also temples. And when I just uh, have a city walk within Zhengding, <laughs> I just discover. A stretch of ancient wall, you know, just exposed out there. There isn't really like a very much careful protection measures. And although, of course, I believe they are trying to protect the area because they are setting some barriers to pre prevent crowds. Crowds, but, mean, but meantime, you still worry about what about the wind? What about the rain? What about the sunlight? Because those earths are just exposed outside. Mm -hmm. But then I just realized maybe it's not really the most important ancient. Wall for the city because in this downtown area of the city there is like a very complete and restructured and restored you know stretch of ancient wall mm -hmm. and they are you know I believe they have spent millions of yuan to restore the buildings and also provide special protection. So I think you know it's just a dilemma for local authorities, I guess. Yeah, you kind of need to pick and choose um, when you talk about the really well-preserved city walls. This reminds me of in Xi'an mm -hmm. uh, city, and their uh, city wall is renowned for, as a tourist attraction, and you can go cycle on the wall, and it's like circling the center of the city and it's really nice I recommend it if you ever go there for a trip but when you look at the so-called wild parts of the Great Wall that comprises of more than 80 percent of the Great Wall in this country so um, in terms of protection, we've seen that since 2006, the national government has come up with a regulation of sort of um, coming up with guidelines to um, protect the Great Wall. And do you think that, you know, with these kind of regulations in place, then um, it's effective to sort of raise awareness as well as give some bite to the protection measures in this country. Well, I think definitely yes, because uh, to have such legislation or regulation, somehow it just can raise awareness, public awareness of the importance of protecting Great Walls. Maybe for some people, uh, we only know that you can't really uh, scroll on the wall of the Great Wall, but sometimes to have this formal re uh, regulation, you somehow realize that we need to have special effort to protect these ancient buildings or architectures. And in the meantime, in recent years, you still see a lot of uh, wrongful behaviors, uh, vandalism, you know, regarding the Great Wall. For example, in Shanxi province, many sections of the Great Wall are located in sparsely populated uh, mountain villages and sometimes those villages can be impoverished and for local farmers who don't really realize how important it is to protect the uh, stretch of the Great Wall, sometimes they just build their own houses using its bricks. So it can just cause significant damage to the Great Wall, of course. So if we have such, say, regulation and also a plan, a comprehensive conservation plan to protect the Great Wall, maybe I think it's also for, it's also better and more convenient for local authorities to, impl to implement such practices. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that also it's important just to shed a light on the Great Wall internationally 
as well. And there is an example of some international cooperation, this wall-to-wall dialogue, it's called. And in 2019, British delegations and Chinese delegations held this wall-to-wall dialogue which was focused on the conservation of the Great Wall and of Hadrian's Wall, which is something I'm very familiar with because it's in the north of England, which is an old Roman uh, defense wall, much smaller than the Great Wall in height and length, of course, but still an important historical wall in the United Kingdom. And the participants in this delegation conducted discussions about conservation, how to repair the historic wall heritage, because actually there's very different ways in which you can preserve a wall Mm -hmm. with traditional techniques. And actually there's some older techniques that have been used around the world which aren't as good. They use cement, Mm, which is the fastest way to restore Mm. something, but it really diminishes its historical value and is kind of irreparable. You can't really go back after that. But there's more modern techniques, which interestingly actually try to emulate more accurately older techniques, Mm. but it sustains the historical value um, and is uh, more sustainable actually in general so here are just some examples that these kind of dialogues can help the british delegations can share how they've maintained hadrian's wall um at the great the great wall uh, people who maintain that can yeah. use their expertise and share that so yeah uh, i i think that this helps i think that continued cooperation also it helps with research results um and just i think puts more value on the site in general to, from a tourism perspective and also a heritage perspective. Indeed. And these kind of international corporations are so important in various areas. And when we're looking specifically at the repair of the Great Wall or some of the other cultural relics, I believe that in China we've went through a bit of a progression or evolution, even in the ideas and thoughts, the guide principles of how you want to repair such old, ancient um, relics from our predecessors. Because in the past in China, um, what was sort of the predominant idea was that we're going to make it brand new, <laughs> the right. bright, shiny new object, and look at it being presented to you all. And then gradually there was this uh, change in ideas and uh, and then international practices and experiences come in and then um, new ways of preservation um, have taken presence as well. And what about going forward? Um, we've laid out all these difficulties or even the not so practical side of preserving certain parts of the Great Wall. Um, What have the local governments and the people have been sort of just talking about in terms of going forward? I heard that, you know, building museums, more parks and getting the public involved are some of the areas that we could start with. Yeah, actually, in a lot of cities, local authorities are really integrating tourism sector and also relevant development to better protect and also maybe provide more revenue for the protection of the Great Wall. For example, there is a Great Wall Culture Park. In 2021, a plan outlining the creation of the Great Wall National Cultural Park was announced with the construction of the relevant parks and infrastructure to be completed by the year of 2035 alongside a comprehensive system for their preservation and use. Uh, Beijing will see more sections of the Great Wall 
Wall open to the public. According to the plan, the Beijing stretch of the Great Wall runs for 520 kilometers and features over 2,000 cultural sites. And also,、um, there is a China Great Wall Museum, which is located in the Badaling section of the Great Wall in Beijing, Yanqing District. It was opened in the year of 1994. Quite a long history, and the museum houses many cultural relics as well as historic pictures, reports, and models of Great Wall to really let the audience and public know the cultural value and the historical value of protecting the Great Wall. And also, I think the local authorities is building、uh, some something called Great Wall Highway、mm-hmm. in Shanxi Province at the end of July 2023. The construction of the Great Wall Number One Tourist Highway has been completed. It stretches. It stretches over 2,000 kilometers and also 22 rest areas, 10 RV campsites, and the 25 observation desks have also been constructed. So these are some new and、uh, relevantly comprehensive measures being adopted to really maybe keep the protection work one step forward. Yes, indeed, and also I think. Um, making the public realize that you're dealing with something very precious, and you take part. You can take part in its preservation and conservation, and it matters to you too. But how to get that message across? Not everybody's、um, so completely on board with that. But I think it's important to discuss、uh, such issues, and also leave no trace. Principle is what I think everybody should. Just you know, keep it your in your back pocket when you are out in the nature or when you're on the Great Wall.、Um, just be mindful of the larger picture and promote conservation and preservation in our parks and the Great Wall in the wild. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, staying on the World Heritage beat, old tea forests of Puar have recently joined the World Heritage ranks. What makes it so special? Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. You're listening to Roundtable within the majestic realm of Jingmai Mountain in Puar, situated in southwest China's Yunnan Province. The UNESCO World Heritage List welcomes the cultural landscape of old tea forests. This prestigious addition now bolsters China's roster of UNESCO World Heritage sites to an impressive 57 in total. What lends this region its unique distinction?、Um, Josh, do you have some information for us? Sure. Well, the cultural landscape of old tea forests in the Jingmai Mountain in Puar, southwest China's Yunnan Province, was inscribed on the UNESCO World Cultural Heritage List on September seventeenth. It is the first world cultural site with the theme of tea, which is pretty interesting. It also brings the total number of China's UNESCO World Heritage sites to fifty-seven. Congratulations! The nomination was approved during the forty-fifth session of UNESCO's World Heritage Committee, underway in Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. So, why is it listed as a World Heritage site? Well, according to an executive summary newly published on the UNESCO website. 
The committee recognised that the site meets World Heritage Criteria 3 and 5. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but it's met these and acknowledged its universal value for being a typical testimony of the understory tea cultivation traditions of the indigenous people mm. and as an outstanding example of sustainable cultural landscapes of mountain forest farming. Yeah. I wonder if you guys have checked out the pictures. It is breathtakingly beautiful. And this is, you know, um, due to my limited knowledge on tea, I used to think that tea is grown on or in shrubs, but these are tea trees. Mm. And uh, it's absolutely beautiful and uh just breathtaking view. And apparently in this region, there's a long history of tea cultivation. Li Yi, um, what do we know about that? Yeah, actually, um, people living in this region have been like living and breathing in the tea business for thousands of years. Some 1,000 years ago, the ancestors of the Blanc ethnic group migrated to the Jing Mai Mountain, where, where, where they discovered and built knowledge on wild tea trees. And gradually, they just adapted to forest ecosystem along with the Dai people and other ethnic groups, which... Uh, came later to the region and there they together created a unique um, tea plantation method called understory tea cultivation method it basically involves uh, use allowing shrubs or trees that are small and sufficiently shade tolerant to thrive under the uh, shade of taller trees and this method has survived widespread modern tea plantation technology and according to local authorities this method can also help to build a better ecosystem and also to promote the biodiversity because they are basically using the natural light conditions to help the, those t uh, tea uh, trees to grow in a better way. Yeah. Okay, I have like a 10-second answer for you uh, waiting to come from you, Josh. Do you <laughs> think that um, a site like this to get such notable status is a great thing or you have some other thoughts? I think that it's a good thing. I, I think that why not? I, I think that when you highlight something that is actually being used and alive then i think that's great you know it's we're harvesting this so yeah. I, I think it's good yeah if you go visit be mindful that's all i want to say mm. and we'll be back after this break stay tuned